Introspective, we seek opinions that's often neglected. But here it's respected, our style eclectic. If it makes sense, then we accept it. Can't reject it, it just adds depth to our perspective. Perspective. What is that? Our perspective. Here's your co host, Swank. And you're now tuned in to another episode of Perspective Junkies. Junkies. We're joined by a special guest, Ray Bailey, otherwise known as Ray Pond Road. And, you know, this is somebody that we have been going to school with since elementary and middle school for all three of us. So it was good to have a, a good perspective junkie type of conversation. On this episode, we got to talk about Brittany Griner being stuck over in Russia and what that kind of means for her being anti-American sometimes. And is it wrong for her to be playing basketball over there during a time like this? We also talked about Kim K's statement, and is the statement of her saying get up and work bad because of what she said or because of who she is? And so these led to overarching discussions of how we want society to look, and we had a dope discussion. So please show us love on all the platforms. Show us love on Instagram, Apple Music, Spotify, all of the above. But most importantly, enjoy the show. And you guys are live with another episode of Perspective Junkies Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, C-Swink, a.k.a. Codiocrates, a.k.a. Cody Knows Most. And I'm joined by my co-host. It's your boy, Vontae Swank, the original. Mm-hmm. Laugh for another episode. Let's get it. Dang, dang, dang. And you know who it is. your boy, Tommy G. Good to be back. A uh, little hiatus last week, uh, but it's good to be back for another great week of conversation. Hey, we missed you, man. For sure. uh, I appreciate that, man. Y'all had a good episode, though, man. Good guest. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, speaking of good guests, we have another special guest today, a childhood friend of ours. Go ahead and introduce oh, cool, yourself, cool. please, man. Guys, I'm Ray Bailey, um, also known as Ray Pond Road on Instagram, and I'm just happy to be here. Man, glad to have you. Glad to have you. Good. Yeah, and we're going to hop uh, right into it. Recent current events. Jesse Smol, Jesse Smollett, Jesse Smolly, Jesse. What is what is Dave Chappelle uh, called? Jesse, Jesse Smollett. Oh yeah, Jesse. Smollett. Anyway, um, he was recently sentenced to 150 days in jail for uh, I don't know if you guys remember that incident occurred a couple of years ago where he was actually falsely accusing someone of beating him up. It was like a racial incident and uh, top it, ten funniest crimes. Dude. Yeah, it was pretty humorous. It was proven to be false. But uh, he just recently got his, um, you know, his verdict. And a lot of people had different reactions over the sentencing. Some people felt it was too light. Some people felt uh, it was too harsh. Uh, we just want to get all of our co-host ideas on, A, do you think, like, how do you feel about um, the sentencing, like the severity of it? And what is it, what is this this case or, you know, the facts that came out about this case? How does it influence your idea about, you know, Believing uh, the story that you may hear, the the victim side of the of the story in this regard. So he he got 150 days in jail, right? Mm-hmm. 30 days probation. Mm-hmm. What's his uh fine? Did he get a fine? I believe it was twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand dollars. Chump change for our man's right. Maybe chump for our man's. Maybe. Not Maybe. Empire. Empire was a big show. I don't think it's enough. You don't think it's enough? Mm-mm. He should have got more. Yeah. Why? Because he falsified a situation that really amped up a lot of communities. A lot of people felt like they were 
finally being represented mm -hmm. in some type of way, people who suffer from abuse within that community. And it was, it was falsified, you know, he took, he preyed upon his following and support that he got. And not only did you mess with the minds of those who have been fighting for that cause, you know, mm -hmm. and you kind of just devalued everything that they've been working for, but you also just, just looked a fool and you made a lot of people look a fool. And I think we should set the, set the standard for people who are doing crimes similar to that. So not, not just, you know, whatever he did, but other crimes that, you know, take a lie or whatever is stretch, you know, the truth and whatnot. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a question right off the backboard. If someone, this is a common reply I heard to that situation. Well, in the past, there were white women that, that falsely accused many black men and they didn't receive any punishment. Uh, why should Jesse uh, receive any punishment? So what would be your reply to that? I mean, just because he did something wrong. We already know that this just this system is... Can I curse on this? Yeah, it's fine. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Like, <laughs> it's so fucked up. But like, we, are, we are already aware of that, right? So um, I think the more that we cry, we cry for the injustices that we don't see through... The instead of fighting for ones that we should continue to remain to, you know, stay abreast on top of, we're only defeating the purpose, you know, like, okay, yeah, white women who do it, they don't get in trouble. Well, let's, let's start, continue to push for that, you know? Yeah, and I'll just add to that, just like trying to fix a justice system is not going to be done by turning the other cheek to dirty stuff, like from, you know, the other side. And so I too kind of have a similar feeling where we, we can't be the victim. Like, we're not the victims in this situation. Obviously, like, you know, we are the victims by being led on by this particular person, but we can't just put him in that same boat. And so I agree. I don't think three months is enough just because it, the, the nuance of it, of course, we were like in that time where, you know, everything is kind of heavy with the racial, you know, tensions. And to push that further, it could have led to more dangerous things for the entire country. And it's not, it's not a small scale thing where he was just doing it for a little money. It was like a big scale. I want this uproar and I want people behind me. Um, so that's where I feel like maybe three months isn't enough. How do you, how do you, a question for you. How do you feel other races may interpret or view us when they see people in the black community kind of using that car like, you know, this happened. Why, why are you tripping on this? Like, cause I feel like this situation can kind of be copied and placed in a lot of situations where somebody in our, in our, uh, racial group commits some type of crime and we're, we're, I think it's like a cross comparison with others. And I'm like, I, I've grown to be like, it makes us look like we're looking for the out instead of correcting the behavior within. And I don't like that stance in general. Like, I, I think it's a, it's a useful stance for teenagers, for kids, but like a grown adult should be like, wrong is wrong, right is right. We have to have some type of standard or we can't move on. We can't move forward without this always. But what about them back in the day? I'm like, it's not that day anymore. And I right. think it's used almost to the point that it's getting silly as we progress and things are better. You understand? I, I understand it's still a struggle, but I'm like, as you get better, other racial groups have to me reason to kind of look at it and be like, are you adjusting your narrative or are you still the 1960 African-Americans who are getting holes down in the streets? Are you giving us the narrative that that, that is still the case? And I think mm -hmm. at times it it gets too much to me. Like I think we're too, even when the way we explain it, we have to have like a storm. Like, nah, they wrong for that. Like mm -hmm. that mindset is corrupt. It's in itself will ruin us. And not so like, well, I get why they're saying that. And I'm like, I don't get why they're saying that. Like, as I've grown up, I don't understand 
why that is the conclusion drawn when I know I've been around people and seen that they've obviously had better relations and they would ever publicly confess. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they're facing that type of same oppression and stuff like that to that degree. So what would be your response? I think to a certain extent, like people are always going to give their people the benefit of the doubt. Right. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes can be to our detriment. But I think the larger scale issue here is that we, that you can't correct the sins from the past. Right. And if we are, if we continuously say as a community, Hey, what happened with those white women who falsely accused black men? That's that's 40, 50 years ago, bro. Like, how are you how do you really expect us for us to correct those things? The only way for us to make the system better is for us to reprimand those things going forward. Right? And let me let me so, ask you a question right off this. Yeah. I think a common an easy response people hear that they say, Well, it's not 40, 50 years ago. It happens every every year. There's yeah. a there's a false accusation. What about that? Yeah, you gotta what get is that? Stop. You gotta get on there. What you is your stop? stop. It's, it's a proactive fight. Like yeah. even for your own like things that you believe in, just because something may fall short, you don't stop. It's a proactive fight. Because more and more people are starting to join on board. Yeah. They are. Like we are becoming a lot more progressive than we were 40, 50 years ago. 100 so, agree. You know what I'm saying? So the 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 efforts are being rewarded. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think on that, like Justice Smollett should be sentenced, right? I also think the 21 women who talked about Deshaun Watson should be sentenced as well. If it came out that nothing happened, right? Mm-hmm. It's a false accusation. Transitioning. We recently found out that Deshaun Watson was accused of uh, sexual misconduct with, I, I want to say 22, maybe 21. 21 accu- uh, accusers, and it just came out that he was not, he was found um, not guilty on all of them. I read the article. To see if there's like a settlement out of court or, you know, the typical things that suggest guilt, but money got you out of it. I'm like, nope. Nine people said, nah, he good. I'm like, this has to be like a national uproar. Like, yes. This should be like, yes, what? That's a problem. That's a problem. What happened that could cause people to, 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 to have such a social stigma on this man? Like, it was to the point where we were like, oh, it's done. Like, Bill Cosby 2.0. And I'm like, how did, how did isn't, I, I have the fear. I'm like, how does it get to the point that it gets publicized? Like, it should be researched, I think, a little bit before it even gets publicized to the point that it it, it, it shocked and, and changed his whole career. Talking about sexual accusations? Yeah. Like, I'm like, in that regard, we're, how could you... We're fresh off the Me Too movement. You can't... You don't have time to research anything. If something's said to you, you got to say something. If, some, if you know something, you got to say something at this point in time. Because if you hold your breath for seven days, right, doing research, right. people are going to accuse you of allowing it to happen again to somebody else in those seven days. They'll you know? discredit you. The longer you, we, we witness this, the longer that these, um, you know, women and men and whoever has endured, you know, sexual abuse, the longer that they go without talking about it, the sooner they're like, mm, well, why didn't you say something about it then? So the more we get time for research or whatever the case may be, be done or needed it's just allocating more time to the negative narrative yeah and that's why you can't put the fault on the media right it's got to be the fault has to be on the people who told the lie right justice Miller, it's got to be on him it's got to be on those 22 women who told the lie right okay because they're the ones who brought this brought this to light brought this right. falsity to light right and caused this no, you better say everybody. i'm gonna just play devil's advocate please do so this took place in texas right uh Look sure. at it. it might have took place in a different state he plays football. So okay. Let's just say it did. Mm-hmm. Could that play a factor into what a jury decides in living in that type of state? Well, the jury found him not guilty, so I think that would go against your thought, right? If it was in New England or something, and they found no, him. No, he's like, saying if they're, if they're a bunch of country conservative bumpkins. Yeah, no, he's like, 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 like
Right. I think that was the thing. He's a black man in Texas. So that's why I would say, nah. Okay. But I see what you're saying. And because, nah, he didn't do anything. Um, kind of have the old conservative thought process. Possibly. Um, but, you know, not for all nine jurors to have the same thought. You know. I'm just saying, like, we we definitely need to talk about it. We need to get the facts. But it's also like, can we say that nothing happened because nine jurors said, nah. I mean, he probably smacked, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we need to get to the bigger thing about it, though. Like, this goes into the Chris Brown situation as well that has recently surfaced um, with him having some false accusations and, you know, a video coming out of the girl leaving a message, like, wanting to see him, kind of like, want to see you. And so, you know, Lil Duvall came out saying that we should also be placing the name on those false accusers and they should be charged with something. As well, and so kind of same with this Deshaun Watson situation. Do y'all feel like there should be some repercussions? Just real quickly for context, mm-hmm. um, how recent were the screenshots um, in comparison to like the allegation? So like talking when, about Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. So when was when were those messages collected? How you know? Can we? I just I saw a video of it recently. I don't. Know. Right. Yeah. I don't do y'all know? That. Do they know if there's like a timestamp on the video? Can we? I know the video just got released today, but I think he's been kind of battling this for a little bit. The video bit. is of the screenshots. No, it's a video of, of, of a voice, voice recording yeah. of the girl trying to meet with him. And then the defense attorney or whoever was, uh, I guess, representing the woman mm-hmm. dropped the case after the video came out. Oh, so factor that into because I think he was about to. You trying to go like? <laughs> you like, well, what if it was back in the days? You about to? Like, <laughs> she, tried to she tried to Sherlock Holmes, and I know what you're about to take it with it. I'm I like. Researcher. That's what I do. Okay, I okay, that's fair. Okay. That's good. That's so good. now you have most of the facts. Those are good. I need a. I need a bit more context. So but, even if the case is dropped, you still like that's not enough. No, 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 no. I mean, the case could be dropped for a number of reasons. First and foremost, I mean, okay. she literally could be so overwhelmed right. that now she just wants to just say like "eff it," like just retract everything. She doesn't want to go mm-hmm. through it. That's a possibility. So she right. Um, mm-hmm. it's a possibility she that out. she did lie, and now mm-hmm. she's like, okay, well, let's just backtrack. You know, okay. but. I wasn't there. So. Okay. Well, let's let's not even like say she in particular is a false accuser, but we know that there are now possibilities of more false accusers being in the mix, and we also need to like, what are we gonna, what parameter are we gonna set for now us reacting to like because I felt like the pendulum was always swinging. Mm-hmm. So before you know, woman's voice was not being heard enough, and it has now kind of went into this Me Too movement per se. And so, as we're swinging it back, are we going to now set parameters on, like, if it is fully proven that it was a false accusation, should that be something that is a charge? Yeah. I, yeah. If it's fully proven. Okay. Yeah. Same with jail, for sure. But I, I think I think bigger than that is there needs to be a social stigma on placing public condemnation on people and you you end up wrong so mm-hmm. and i think there's a social stigma placed on men recently within the last two three years on being uh just kind of hiding abusers you know about it but you're not doing anything to protect women like you're not speaking on it you're aware of the situation and you're mm-hmm. doing nothing on it and i think this was placed on on men and also placed on top of it like hey if, we, if there's a story that comes out and you even tend to side with the men or you're you're, you're hesitant or skeptical, you contribute to this evil continuing. Mm-hmm. You are a, a 
perpetuator of this of this you know this culture that is allowing this uh bad behavior to continue so i think uh there has to be a stigma to make it balanced that people understand hey if you are a person who does not give the uh the other side a chance to tell their story does not look for evidence or does not need any type of proven fact to place that condemnation on and you are proven wrong I think your stigma should be equal, if not greater, to the same as a person who unknowingly was aligned with someone who later may come out to have a different thing. So, so what's your view on that? So you're saying we should put the blame on the media and the people who... I'm saying who on, the, on the individual person. So I'm mm-hmm. saying like this. Let's just say, and you're saying no. Let's say <laughs> your your loved one, your husband, your anybody, anyone that's close to you, maybe your son is accused with a, a sexual misconduct. You don't have any strong evidence saying other than the, the word of this woman. If you were to say, if you were to say, hey, I, I am distancing myself from my, uh, my own son because of the word of this person with no evidence, no other thing, I don't think it can be like morally justified. Like, oh, it's okay. You turned away from the one that you knew without actual proof. It has to be placed on the same level as if someone didn't know and was like, oh, so say, explain to me why you think differently. No, no, no. Okay. So what about all the mothers whose sons are murderers? Mm-hmm. Oh no, Jimmy would never bring a gun to school. I mean, no, no, that's, that's not the difference the, between delusion. The, it's and not the no, answer no, that you no, that you're no. proving it. I'm saying, would you believe before right. the evidence comes? What I'm saying is, I'm going to allocate that to that point. I can't listen. At the end of the day, like, all right, coming from someone who has suffered from sexual abuse, mm-hmm. I could not put that past anybody. You know what I'm saying, male or female. So. God forbid, but if it came down to a point, and God forbid, that my son or someone close to me um, was ever accused of that, it is going to be tough. It's going to be definitely difficult for me to understand how I'm going to process it. You're always going to love your son, whether your your child, you know, whether they're a murderer or rapist, whatever the case may be. But in that moment, I have to stop and think you know it doesn't have to be my values and what i've done raising him as a son you know there are outside influences and factors that i could be unbeknownst to me he could never communicate that with me that i won't know he's going through that leads him to 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 be this type of way you see what i'm saying i think i think you're what you're saying is that i cannot for sure guarantee that my son did not commit the crime in which case i agree i feel the same way i'm saying there is an emotional, I think, responsibility or, or loyalty or during the fire, you have to be in some type of connection with people in order for us to be like aligned or friends or family. And I think to be to to basically make the stance that if anybody was to come with the accusation, we I, again, I was giving you the example. Mm-hmm. No evidence. Mm-hmm. It's not proven. Just one word. If you if anybody is to know, hey, this is my best friend. To me, I'm like, I, I don't think you can be in full trust because, you know, any story could cause my best friend, my mother, my my wife to question my character. It doesn't matter if we've been together for 20 years. 10, and that has to be there has to be moral weight on it. It has to be something we think about and be like, is that is that OK to, to abandon our. Be- is it so if your son is getting accused in the world against him, is he human for being like, damn, mom? You didn't believe, like, because because if the false accusation comes, what should yeah. be his reaction towards you then? Like, I, mean, I, I am abandoned I by my mom. I wouldn't expect less of that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect him to think that I didn't. You know. You know. It's gonna be definitely difficult for him to process. Like, damn, my own mother. You know, didn't believe what I was saying. But at the end of the day, but you're willing to take that risk. I mean, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Yeah. 
That's tough. I respect that. It's, it's, that's tough. That. I respect the honesty. That's tough. Yeah. Like, I respect the honesty, I, I, I want to be there with him through that whole process or her or whoever it might be. You know what I'm saying? I want to be them. I want to be there with them through that whole process while we figure it out, while we deal with evidence being collected and you know what I'm saying? And I like and I like to always make it bigger on a bigger like platform to really expand people's ideas of the situation I'm I'm saying, how I'm looking at it. So I think with a, a very contentious issue like sexual abuse, it's easy for people to be like, I can kind of relate to that hesitation. Let's think of a crime or a behavior that is more, I guess, has a lighter offense and more people are rea- like they, they are they're They are going to deal with that. So let's say robbery, for example, mm-hmm. or someone stealing something up, uh, from you. I think most people have an experience in their life where they are victims of someone stealing something from them. Yeah. And I that and I believe. <laughs> If that was the case and someone who was close to you was accused of it, mm-hmm. being a victim of it would not necessarily justify you not believing or having faith in your friend, family, close one, unless some evidence was proven. And again, I bring it back to you. If you have a friend and someone walks in and says, hey, man, you stole my wallet without no evidence, you ain't get a pat down. If you're like, yeah, did you steal it? I think you're not good friends. You can't, the marriage can't work. The motherhood, everything is gone. Like you have lost, because now you're saying anybody's word who accuses this. I mean, like, how could I, why would I tell you a secret? If I know, hey, yo, we could have 30 years. This is my sister. My older sister has believed I've robbed the government because one article can't like, and you're like, hey, People be doing bad shit. You gotta understand. I'm like, no, it's gonna. It, it's a, yeah, it's like, yeah. Once you get that evidence, I'm on your side. But until that evidence come out, son, I'm like, yo, it's your side. Like, it's your. It's. I just think it, it's it's heavy. But you know, everybody, I I can understand. You know, it might be. No, I'm with you. You gotta be slow to judge, especially when it comes to your loved ones, right? Like, accusations can come out, right? But I'm gonna stick beside him, and until if this is actually proven, even if it's even when it's proven, right? I might still be. I'm still gonna have love for him, and I have some type of. That's what exactly you want. You want to support them through those positions. I also add, I don't feel like you should put it past them. Yes, but you should be like. Don't be naive. Support. Right, 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 right. I think everybody should give some grace in the situation. Give grace to the person who yeah. is going through whatever it is, but mm-hmm. give grace as yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because internally, you're those are questions that I would be asking myself at the end of the day. Damn, am, am I not fighting for my son? Am I being a bad mom um, to agree with the allegations? You know, so, but I would have to give myself some grace at the end of the day, especially because you just, this, this world, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what could snap, you know? All right. I think... When I think about it, I'm just more so, I think that I just want more, an equal amount of stigma placed on both miscalculations. I think when they, when, when it was first addressed by women, like, Hey, you guys are, are in close contact with people who are causing harm and you're not saying anything. You're not aware. I think this weighed heavy on the minds of many men. Like, wow. Like that is a possibility. Like, damn, like you got to look around. Like what's you is a, is a weight that came with it. And I think. We have kind of like absolved the opposite of is like I've seen women really chastise men that I've seen proven to be like it was nothing. Yeah, I've seen on Twitter colleges like like whole uh, male students' uh, career ruined off a of, uh, an idea. You know what I'm saying? Like and and people are proving hey this this didn't happen, mm-hmm. and there is no way to pay it back. And I'm just saying hey you guys think of that too. Be aware that that should be almost as equal because it's like death by a million rocks. And you threw a rock. It's equally as as, as uh, 
it should be as equally, I guess, bad or something we avoid as not believing someone who, and then you're like, oh man, just because you're close to me doesn't mean you do crime. I understand. That's definitely reasonable. I'm just saying at this point, um, I, I said you, cause you were shaking your head like there shouldn't even be a stigma on it. We are people. I'm like, mm, if there is a stigma on the other side, either we are, we, there has to be, or you're just saying, I have chosen to commit myself to a potential crime. Like you're almost committing yourself to a wrong. Like I promise, I understand that side. I don't really have a justification for it, mm-hmm. but I will say I'll never consider that. I'm like, you, that, that contributes to the issue. You know what I'm saying? Like that will, you know what I'm saying? Kind of lean towards this not changing. The Chris Brown situation, if there is no leeway for any type of growth. If, if I think a lot of women would have that mindset. I get what you're saying. It makes well, sense, but hell no. Okay. Yeah. Hell no. yeah. I mean, that's tough. It is tough. And, and you know, hopefully again, I never have to cross that bridge, but that is tough. Um, in this particular situation, however, I do want to bring up the fact, which I'm sure somebody has, he does have passed, you know, I'm glad everybody, oh, yeah, all, that's true, that's, that's like, true. and that's why people were quick to react, and that's exactly, why I think it was okay, exactly. but, but, but let me say, okay, get what you're about to say, no, I think that was it, no, 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 if you, if you're convicted of robbery four times, and then somebody walks in my door and say, hey, you stole my wallet, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> Bro, that might be true, bro. You I, know, I mean, if you're, I think jokingly, if, even if it was your friend, yeah. you know your homeboy been locked. But wait, was was he was Chris Brown? Uh, like, has he been accused of rape? I don't. I, I thought he had the violence. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's been some allegations. Okay, but anyway, I think, and even with that, even with that, I understand that makes perfect sense. I just wish it was a fair world where we could place historical evidence about someone's behavior. As justification for hesitance to believe them. So if you were to say any that about an accuser, a person that said this happened to them, hey man, this person drinks a lot though, and they're kind of wild and reckless. That would be like, hey yo, I can't believe you said that. That's what we do in our justice system. No, 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 no. We're saying in the situation of we could say of abuse. If you were to say that about a girl, to say, hey, but what about her past decision maker or her past? That is not considered socially acceptable behavior anymore it's wrong to do so it's uh, it's, it's decline so it i'm is, saying yeah. what you're saying you no, have no, to be no, clean no, slate that's not my that's not my point i just know that that's something that would be brought up right and i'm just i'm just suggesting I, it because i know i also want to ask people, i'm like think about it you couldn't even say that about in in a real you couldn't say that about her you should not be able to say it you you need to be at all case by case case by case Man. what happened that day what you shouldn't be doing that if you yeah. don't do it for both sides like right. just Fairness throughout. That's all I. That's all I would. I would say. I would also add to the fact, like he does have that common history, and then I feel like we necessarily can't take it fully for like face value because it's like it's like, see, she's still fucking wanting. Like that could not again. When, you know when, when was this? Yeah, that could not fully prove it because you know I can recognize that you know certain situations you still kind of want the abuser in the situation so like we can't say that that completely proves it but you're like see she's still wrong and even then it's like i i get that (laughs) but there's a million like little things made to almost be like you can't believe what seems logical let's put it like this for for if we were to say this against a woman Mm -hmm. it would just sound so outrageous it'd be difficult to say it like hey i've had a romantic feeling for this woman i courted her for a moment in this moment, I didn't want her to 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 do what we did, but she did that. Later on, but I still kind of felt like I rocked with her, like I had a little vibe, a little connection. I want to kick with her in the future. Right. Now, I understand something bad could have happened, but we all see, hey, that's a tough situation to get mad at this girl for. You seem like you liked her. 
You hit it up after. Yeah. You know, what's going on here? And I think when we can't say that on both sides, which I know people would admit I get, like you might know if you're up on social and you're, you know, a progressive minded person, you know, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be accepted. Just be like, well, uh, did you, you hit him up again? Because people will say, well, that's not always the case. Right. You can't just say, oh, what well, he like you? Did you like him before? They say, no, that's not. I'm like, it gets to the point. You, you can't place no argument. The argument itself is socially reprehensible. People mm-hmm. are like, you are. Mm. But I think the biggest fear of the world is like because it's very much perception based and it's hard to be like ever get the full full truth. Yeah. The biggest fear is like really digging in on a woman who really did go through that. You know what I'm saying? Like to imagine going through that and then facing consequences because they don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Like more than just kind of getting like, oh, you lied, you lied, but you going to jail for it. You like, dang, I really, you know, I really did go through that. You know, I think the world is afraid to like start clanking down on that because there will be something that slipped through the cap through the gaps you know what i'm saying right. and it's like to give double punishment to somebody who's already been a victim or something i think the world fears that and i see where you're coming that's i definitely think so i'm like i i, I definitely understand that but we're gonna switch it up we had a, a suggestion of something to speak on kim kardashian recently came over to some fire for saying <laughs> get up and work to women first off what's your reaction Second of all, do you believe the comment is audacious mm. or do you relate to it? You understand? You kind of like praise it. Great comment. Get up and work. We need get to get up and work. work. Get your ass up and work. <laughs> I respect that. I just don't respect it coming from her. That's the only thing. Why? Why do you not respect it coming from her? And I com- I think I put a post in a comment or something like that on a picture or something like that, a video on Instagram. But she was born with a spoon in her mouth, right? And she leveraged that spoon to make her money right for her to tell people who weren't growing with a spoon in their mouth to get up and work and you can be like me get up and work and you can make some good money mm-hmm. is very it lacks a lot of feel it lacks a lot of sensitivity lacks a lot of social intuitiveness as to what's really going on in this world right yeah. um for her to be fighting social for her to be fighting for social justice but then to say a comment like that social justice and economic justice go hand in hand right but for her to say that, that comment is very much opposed to economic justice in its whole, right? Mm-hmm. For her to say that definitely goes against everything that she is trying to portray. But I do respect her in a way because they read the 48 Laws of Power and they know how to keep their name in the media, right? They know how to make sure that people are talking about this. Um, so I respect that. But I just didn't like the comment coming from her. I got a lot to say, but... I have but, a lot to go say. Ahead. Um... Uh, several ways as a go. Are we mad at the fact that she said it because of her background and how her foundation of work started, or are we mad that it was said? Number one. Yeah. Okay. We're mad that she said it. Well, now. are you mad? I'm saying well, I, I, that's what I'm Would we be mad if a black woman said it? If Oprah I was in that. Not, not if Oprah, because Oprah got her ass up and worked. Give me, a, if, give me a black woman who started with a silver spoon in her mouth, though. No. Lori Harvey. I don't think it's, I don't even think it's the, I, like, okay, so this is, this is my take on it. I feel like the silver spoon, uh, and I actually spoke to someone who actually, uh, tapped into the, uh, Perspective Junkies podcast, like DMs, and they were talking about this. And they said the same thing you were saying, the silver spoon or the fact that they started with that, that well. To me, I wouldn't say that because I believe it's, it's kind of, you're hiding your moral reasoning for why you don't like it 
with the guise of like, oh, it's because they came with privilege. No, nah, because if someone, say one of us became very uh, lucrative in our careers and our kids then had a little head start, but created a major multi-million million dollar company from that, mm-hmm. we'd say that's a success. Even though you started yourself, you, you, you had a success. The real reasoning why we question it is the moral implications of how she got into the, the initial job. I'm not saying she's not successful. Don't get me wrong. No, I know. We know she's not. And I respect her for being successful. I kind of want to digest it, like dissect it after that. Because I really want to emphasize on the point. Would we be mad if like I said that? Like a regular you know, woman just working on her own came out and said, oh, well, what's the key to success or whatever? However the question was faced. Would people be mad if like I said, and said well, yeah, get up and fucking work. I would work. not. I think I it, it, it depends so, on what people associate you with, what your start off was, what they did. So, for example, would you mind if a, if a person who was, if a drug lord said, hey, you got to get up at nine o'clock in. And he, that was his comment. Some people might make them comment, hey, you really don't get up at nine o'clock in. You sell drugs. That's, your, that's the credit to your success. You're not, you're, if, so, so if some people. So, no, but clock in can be sitting on the corner though. So you, I mean, you, and this is my, I respect it. It could be, it could be, but to me, I'm like, there would be no other reasoning why you would value one, one, one woman who, who may have the exact same lifestyle. If she was to create a business that still expanded and was successful, mm-hmm. why would we say that that is wrong? If that's it's the case, not, you're not, it's not, you can't just say just because her parents were, it's not because her parents were. Why can't I say that? I believe it's, I'm, I'm making the argument that mm-hmm. this, this is my argument. I'm oh. saying, if a person who did not engage, who people did not link your start to porn or a video mm-hmm. and did not link most of your success to topical, superficial beauty, mm-hmm. then people would respect it. So if she goes and she's the daughter of a millionaire and she's just a business owner or she's a lawyer or she's a famous, uh, you know, mo- even a model who was not inc- like like a sex figure. Mm-hmm. If she was any of those fields, people would be like, yeah, clap it up. You did great. Generational wealth. It's not because it's actually because deep down we all feel like when you go through a certain route, you ain't really do it the right way. You can mm-hmm. get praise, but you don't get to talk as lawyers and the Michelle Obamas of the world. Mm-hmm. Michelle say that is different. Why? Why is it, she's not wealthier? Technically, you could say you, it's your definition of what success is. I think success actually does matter. And I think I say this to me, it, it's it's. it's when I think women having the backlash is interesting because that's a bigger, a bigger fan base. They had the biggest backlash, you know what I'm saying? And I think it speaks to an underlying message that we're trying to kind of eradicate, which is that all women are of even status. Like, and I don't believe in that. I actually believe that women have a hierarchy of the, within their own based on certain moral values. And if you cross one, it's it, it it to a certain extent limits where you will be perceived in the group. I don't think just because you're a millionaire who started out stripping. That you're gonna get, that you're just gonna walk in a room with doctors mm-hmm. and they're gonna stand up and walk and clap. It's just not the case. Like you did it, you know what I'm saying? I, I think if you were, if there's a story that comes out that you abandon your child, I don't care if you make ten billion dollars. It may be negative enough that women are like, like we don't, we're not gonna ever forgive that cardinal sin. Like you, you, you shouldn't abandon your child. Like you know, it's just different. I agree things. with that. And then on a larger scale too, like if you have, like we, like we're saying about the last, on the last topic, if you have a, a track record of doing things the wrong way or abusing people in your work to get to the top, right? People aren't going to respect you and how you got there because you did it the wrong way, quote unquote, right? You're, you're not meeting those moral standards to be at the top of that hierarchy that you're talking about. If you're doing, if you're stepping on people and pushing people into the dirt to get to your point. Do you feel like that's what she did? Yeah. Wow. If you, if you, I don't feel like you did that. If you do research on like keeping up with Kardashians Mm -hmm. and 
her skincare line, her skims line, right? Obviously, just like every other corporation out there, she treats her workers very bad, pays them very little money, and they work long hours, long, long hours, and don't get any thanks for it, right? Um, and then on top of that, bringing in the moral stance of what she did to get her name out there, right? Mm-hmm. At, at all, she knocks that also knocks you off the moral hierarchy, right? So that coupled with bad business practice isn't going to get you respect in my book of being at the top of your game. Mm-hmm. Can't be. Well, I, I'll say that I gathered up some contrary beliefs as I because I was I heard about this already, and so you know one my my girl kind of gives me the opposite of what I typically would initially think be like, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I never thought of it like that, so. She kind of mentioned the fact that like her and Ray J were both in that tape and she's far more successful than Ray J, would y'all not say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I felt like it was kind of telling for girls to be the, the most ones tripping on this. Like it kind of tells that they either really don't want to hear this message at all, but is it almost like a version of slut shaming? Yes, well, she did I talk believe so. It is. Two women, it is. right? The right. question was targeted to women, so of course, like women are going to be the ones that feel most right. offended. Of course, but we're who's mad at that? The fact that it came from Kim Kardashian again. I want to bring up this point. Are we mad that it was set at all? The reason I keep bringing this up is mm-hmm. because, like, I know a lot of people who would feel some type of way if somebody else said it too. I think, like, we're saying, oh, because it came from Kim, it means some type of way. Yeah, granted, her initial start, she she had, I agree, her foundation was based upon wealth, right? So she had the resources and ability to monopolize herself, mm-hmm. as the rest of them did. Mm-hmm. They manipulated the system and became, you know, the top earning, you know, influencers and celebrities, sure. right? right. Um, but they also did that through work as well. That is some type right. of, that mm-hmm. is some type of work. Um, you mentioned earlier, if it was someone else who didn't go that route, who didn't have like a porno or a sex tape or whatever, but say they were like prestige, somebody's prestige, prestige daughter, right? They then can be monopolized by collaborating and, you know, doing stuff like that and becoming influencers, right? So in essence, they are still working, you know, but they did have a different start. They still had a wealthy start, but it didn't come from like how Kim's background did. So are we really truly mad that it came from some her or are we mad that it came out? Because I feel like some women would feel some type of way that anybody said that. What do you mean when you just get up and fucking work? We are working. I think what you're saying is that we're mad that or I'm sorry, that women are mad that it came out, period, that it was said. Right? I think it's not partially that right. like someone are like they're, they're at their jobs like, I am working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, but I think it also needs to speak volumes that there's plenty of people out there smashing to try to up up their sales, but it takes the follow up where you can't just go smash and then think, oh, because I, I don't smash this dude, I'm it now mm-hmm. and I can sit on it. She really like I got the opportunity and she ran she with it. Ran with like, it. So like we also need to respect that. It somewhat some respect should be given to it. Of course, we can always say like what kind of business was she running? Like they try to get into her books about it. It's like, but really, it's not a bad message to be mm-hmm. heard. Like. And that's why I would say, I would say, yes, it is like to, to when you said, is it because she, someone said it or is it the person who said it? I say, I would believe it's the person who said it. And the reason I said that is this, you would have to, let's put a couple of celebrities in different, you know, different, uh, I guess fields, different startups, how they would perceive it. 
Do I believe that the world would have a negative response to Beyonce saying this? No. Do I believe the world would have a negative response to Serena Williams saying this? No. Do I believe the world would have a response to any type of a... Money bag, yo, girl. What about Ari? 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 Ari's in trouble. Yeah, Ari's definitely Why is the reason that Ari's in trouble? Because you are associated to a topical, an artificial association with success. Women who I think... And I think when we have... I'm big on placing the stigma because I believe there's a whole bunch of women in the room that are considering lifestyle choices and what they're going to do. The women who grinding and getting out the books and, and being nice to people. Hey, how you doing? Doing the right way to get, get to the top. A way that we consider the preferred way. And I think you have to have a preferred way. I don't believe you can really just say, oh, anything could go. Because if you say anything could go, you're basically saying there is no way that I would say, hey, I would like my daughter or like my son or like my community to go toward. If you were to say you want us to be illiterate, you would encourage people to go to school, go to high school at least, go to read books. You can't say do whatever. But then want a certain re- result. I want educated people, but I never promote education. I want people to get. So I'm thinking in this regard to incentivize women being educated, nice, kind, motherly, etc. You have to say, hey, what is it that you what is it that you promote as the top traits of womanhood? I believe if you were to say the top five things is a, a kindness towards other women, a thoughtfulness, drive, intelligence and a certain and modesty. What I say to modesty is there's standards of that. Like if you're a woman who is who exposes yourself full new, there you have already cha- changed the the way that you can be perceived by other women and the, the for the the longevity of your career for the most part. I don't ever believe like even though yeah you can be successful you'll have money but there's a status associated with it the same as I would believe a successful person in the streets a man you still making money people see you as high but we as the black community we can't put you in the same boat as just pure clean-cut businessmen can't put you in the same boat as the professors at the school because if we do and i'm a young man i'm like huh one job is more lucrative makes more money right now all the girls like me and it's a little more cool and exciting and sexy or i could go to school and make money later which one do you think is going to win if you're willing to say both are acceptable if if you have women who have the same choice and they're like hey what i want to go to school what i would what i want to take certain sacrifices and, and succeed later or could I just be fine and kind of, you know, do something in this moment right now and later on? What What is the, you know what I'm saying? I think in the moment, in the moment where you're doing those things that are against the, I guess, the consistent moral code, it's hard for people to respect you. But I think when you use that to up your game, like when you use that as a stepping stone to do better, perfectly fine, right? Right. And I think that's where people start to miss it is that people are doing these things for a reason, right? They're doing it in the moment because they needed the bread, right? They needed something to get them out of the house to keep to keep a roof over their head, right? To, mm-hmm. to save their sick mother, something like that, right? But then they're using this bread to now go get an education, now go start a, a legitimate business, now go buy up the block, right? I respect that, right? But I don't respect you sitting in it, staying in it, and then not doing anything afterwards. I would say that even if you... If- First of all, we'd have to say, we'd have to figure out or even get a, a gauge of how many people do you think there was no other option? There was no other format or to, to get to some level of financial stability of, of the, of the group. I'm like, why do you not place the, you know, it's a possibility that some people choose like, this is the route for me. You get what I'm saying? Do you believe that all the people are like, yo, this is the only way that I feel like I could make income? Like, I don't know. I think it's a forced, like you're forcing a, a dilemma. I'm like that some women I'm like enjoy their that, that's a the the decision for them. I don't know. I if say about forty percent. Okay, so about legitimate sixty percent is a large amount. Like 
you see, there's still like there's still a large that is saying this is something I just willingly cho- choose or this is the the amount of income I like at the speed at the rate that I'll choose this. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think it's that's something that's pushed to kind of cause like hold on let me watch out like you believe ninety percent was like on the streets like I I had no other choice and even if they do how long do you think they they had the income for it like I could go a different way before they or do you think it's like or even you know you can say the same thing I'm like I don't. I think that's something that Those I have the most. Okay, for, so I put this in the male. I always put it in the male perspective to think of. I we all have family members who are in it, and I'm like, one of the biggest things that makes people sympathize is the idea of the drug dealer who my I'm 15 years old. My mom and dad died. I have a little sister. I gotta do something. And for that, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. It is hard for me to empathize, like to not say I I, I feel for you, but I know in within this group of dealers, there's a lot of dudes who went to school with me. Who actually, nah, we, we saw actual figures of authority who were doing decent. We were around people we knew what a, you know what I'm saying? Like the pressure wasn't the same and you chose a life that would get you to what you wanted quicker. Mm-hmm. I cannot say that I, especially people, I, I spent the night at their house. I saw the, 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 what you were being around. Mm-hmm. I saw your parents loved you. I cannot say to the same, I can't say after I observed that in a large amount. I go to college. People are paying tuition. Their parents are helping them move stuff in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say, oh, all the I wouldn't even say majority of the dealers had to do that. I would say this is a life that they chose for these reasons. And I'm like, it's cool. But I'm like, they also have to know there is consequence for everything. Mm-hmm. There's a consequence for the doctor who goes 100000 in debt. Another consequence is that forever his name is good in his area. He will ever be known with wellness and helping the community. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. Some may say, hey, I'm going to get 100000 tonight <laughs> or this month. And then, but decision is that, hey, sometimes someone might bring up, bro, you sold coke and it might have hurt some people. Some people might have died. Mm-hmm. You might have likely had to shoot or, you know what I'm saying, order a shooting. In those moments, you definitely have to reprimand. And these person. are, and I'm yeah. saying these are things that I'm like, there has to be, uh, like in the, in the woman category, I just think I've seen it's almost to the point where it's like, you're trying to make it every woman is equal. I'm like, we don't do that even in, like, they're trying to make, oh, that's, a, that's, a, we don't do that in men. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do certain things for men, we look at y'all, okay, like you, 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 you win in your category, but you ain't even pro athletes, for example, men, you can't just walk in with politicians and just get the same rank that you get in the mall. Right. You're not, that's not what you did. Mm-hmm. You did good in your field. We do good in our field. And we, you know what I'm saying? Like it's every niche for itself. There's nothing wrong with that. And yeah. I believe with the, uh, with, with that situation, I'm like, Kim Kardashian has a niche group that's going to be like, yo, we respect what you're doing. Like you, you shine it. But I don't think it'll ever be the majority for reasons that are obvious to many. Whether you accept it or not is whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, everybody knows why you are not getting the, the rank that any other woman with your income, your business success, your status would get. We'd be like, yo, you clearly like you, you doing it if you did anything else. Like it's obviously attached to the fact that you kind of got some associations with, with some, some, uh, things that people think are, not as deep, not as mm-hmm. significant to the world. Like even when he said, "Oh, the marketing," for example, I'm like, "Yeah, she's good at marketing, but it's a lot of booty." Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's a usage of, a, yeah, I wouldn't say like it, it's it's levels to it. Like, I understand you did operate some, but I'm like, you go in the history books, it's gonna be like your the key to it was what some people also associate as the degradation of young women's self esteem, damn it, yeah. an increase in like. Uh, fake implants is that like yeah. they like correlation with you and some stuff that's not even great like you know what I'm saying I'm like so I actually like the the like her I feel like she actually got a cool image now she's going in a different direction but I'm like I also understand you always pay your due 
to society for what may have been done in the past. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, you have a little, it, it can't, it's not going to be expunged completely. Yeah. If it does, then it, it shapes culture in a different way. Like, it, it makes nothing worth, like, there's no reason to be foresighted if everything is equal, in my opinion. No, that's, that's completely true. You broke it down. Yeah, sure. in that layer right there. Did you have any? I mean, I think we should just let that go, honestly. Because at the end of the day, people should do what they want to do. Um, people, everybody's path to success is going to be different. And you, I agree with what you said. If it's not, you know, you, you succeeded in your field, I'll succeed in mine. Everybody's environment and, and, and situations that could help face them is going to be different, you know? So I can't, I can't knock one person who did X, Y, Z to try and make it while you had the opportunity to do A, B, C or why they had the opportunity to do something completely different. It just was not meant to pan out that way. Everybody, and I agree, you have to pay your dues to society in some type of way. If you're going to be the type of person to, to not necessarily hold it against them, because I don't think that's what you're saying, but necessarily like keep that somewhere in your mind as an association, that, that's an avenue for growth. Because keep in mind their age, keep in mind what they were going through at the time, whatever could have shaped them to go the route that they went at that time can be completely different 10 years down the line. And they've been able to now maneuver a system. I mean, shit, it's not her fault that we idolize this shit. You see what I'm saying? She need what's that TikTok? I needed the, I had the plan, I needed the platform. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This all of that was leveraged. That was a platform. Yep. And she found a plan that just so happened to work for her that a lot of other women are trying to get into because it is glorified. I would be asking y'all, why do y'all glorify it? Do you believe that we are the leading contributors to the glorification? Not women itself. Yeah. But well, then let me also let me also say 50/50. this. Both men and women aid in it for sure. Let me let me also say this. I also challenge everybody who goes on this show that this is what, what you said would be what we, we, we say to the public. Hey, you know, your way is your way. We understand that. In this specific situation, mm-hmm. the goal, the challenge is to behave as though you are uh, an empress, a, a queen of a small state, small city. And you have to place like people are blindly following your word, your idea of how this should go. And I just simply ask in your world. What would you probably, if you were to say, these are the women that we are going to respect the most, mm-hmm. how would you define it? If you define it as something that is fluid, understand there is no, there is no aim for your city. No, the women just, they don't know because they're, they think of everybody like tadpoles. Like you're literally like a, what we say is what it is. So if I say, Hey, everybody should be reading books. People will read books. If I say, Hey, we are going to, to put, a, um, a, a, at the top of our priority as men to protect women, everybody's protective of women. So what would you say are some of the traits you like? This should put you at the top of the pecking order for womanhood. Granted, of course, I would say the more, I guess, wholesome routes, you know, um, really wanting to be a positive influence in ways that society would deem most mostly positive. Right. Of course, I, I would want to advocate for that. I just want to make sure that it's clear that I don't want to knock it for anybody going a different route. So I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I would You got to knock it. You got to knock it. You got to knock it. You got to pick a side. The reason I say this is, okay, we even think like this. For men, could a person be a pimp and still be considered a, uh, a, 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 a figure that could be admired by the kids? He's like a coach. Everybody's like, where do you get this stuff from? 
I'm giving you an example because I think it's easy to say. I wouldn't say nothing is bad. I'm like, if you say nothing is bad, everything goes. I'm saying you have to kind of say, like, what would you like? What do you put these pressures? Because I'm like, to me, uh, when we when we get on this, we're getting everybody's perspective. We're not truly getting a perspective if the perspective is a it's neutral fluid. answer. I mean, you have to have somewhat of a stance, well, or else it is not your. Essence, I think. In essence, I did let you know I would prefer that the more I, what you would what society would deem wholesome routes be attained, be you know what is utilized. And then at the end, you guys say, "But I, I fought with the other side though." <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying. I mean, I just want because I think I the only reason I can say that again, and I have to put it back everybody's life circumstances is just going to be different you know everybody is an environment is just going to be different like people just go through the craziest shit and you don't know how hard it is for them to come out of that mm-hmm. and, and still be good you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so i just want to take accountability of not accountability but i just want to say that whoever however they're supposed to get it she has done some good humanitarian efforts Sex. so Mm, I don't want to knock her completely and everybody. I mean, look at like Megan, like all I have to bring her up and, mm. you know, of course she didn't do it that way, but all her songs are about sex right, and right, right. that's what sells. Getting money. That's what sells. I mean, yeah. she's, she's monopolizing off of her, her fan base, you know, and that's perfectly fine. Is but what sells still. justification for everything guys? Yeah. I feel like we, we had a conversation yeah. before y'all like, no, if the bag no. is there. Yes. Yes, it does. This is a consumer-driven society. The world is based off of consumerism. Literally, they they buy our data. Great transition, guys. Ah, shit. (laughs) You know what we're talking about next? Is money enough for you to reduce your morals? That's the conversation now, right? Correct. That's the conversation. It goes to to this situation we had, the Russia situation. WNBA star Brittany Griner was... uh, I guess detained in Russia. She had some hashish or you know little weed oils in the vapes. And, <laughs> but um, uh, there's split reaction because some people are like, "Dang, you know they empathize, they have sympathy for it." There's some people that are like, "Why were you in Russia?" And then I get, uh, I, I kind of had, like, yeah. I had the "Why are you in <laughs> Russia?" stance. Some people, the, the the common reply to me, specifically from the black community, is, uh, "She's just a couple of things. One." She's just doing her job. She hoops out there. What's the issue? Two, you act as though she knew uh, that that there was going to be an invasion. Uh, for me, the first one is the bag should not trump like the alliances to to one's country. So what I mean by that is like or right from wrong in that right. So, to, for the, for, so in that example, I'm like I don't really think you should be playing in the uh, the Iranian basketball league if we're in war with Iran. I don't think it's a good idea. I understand you might make money, but it's a moral issue that must be placed higher than your desire to get the bag. The second thing is, um, I don't think you really should be doing any type of long stays or career jobs in areas you don't understand the politics. So that would be as though someone hooping in the Rwanda League during the the issue when they have a... You didn't Google and be like, yo, is, is there warring tribes in the area I'm about to go hoop for a couple? You didn't know that Russia was anti-America and communist and like, like this has been something that's happened to do since the Cold War. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should really be just moving so much associated with your cash, your money that you're like, hey, forget the, the, the country's, you know, situation, the political alliance, et cetera, et cetera. And I know sometimes some people will be like, the real reason I think people have that stance is because. 
there's a skepticism for America that's so high that there's like a, a willingness to believe a more positive image of other nations than I have any evidence to believe is true. So I'm like, in this situation, I think China might have the, the verdict that they are currently uh, what, housing many uh, Muslims and doing some type of like horrible treatment to them, violence, rape, et cetera, et cetera. This is like a current thing going on. Meanwhile, people with, I think people would travel there, like still like, yo, why not? I'm like, understand, like, I get that you, you don't feel like it's like the same as in the forties with Germany, but I'm like, there's a group of people that's like, yo, like, we're getting massacred over here. Like, can someone, you know what I'm saying? And to just take it so silly to the point that you're like, hey, if I get an opportunity to work and make a lucrative career in China or, or any place that says, hey, we're against your, where you stay, I'm like, Okay, like that's what's worth it to you, but I, I don't think we should empathize when something bad happens that proves what we have suggested may be the issue. Like some issues over there, I think you should study where you about to go. But you know, that was my stance. I think the only time it's okay for you to sacrifice on that, or for you to bend on that, whether that's your loyalty to your country or loyalty to your morals, is when it's to the benefit of society, right? Mm-hmm. So like for a cure or something like well, that. For a cure or something to share the message. So I'm if you're good. going, <laughs> Griner is not. <laughs> If you're going to China to to find to do research on the Muslims that they're hoarding, right? right? Good on you. Do your thing, right? I'll support you in your trip. And if something happens, and if something happens, people are gonna have your back because you went there for a reason, right? A, a good reason for society. But if you go to a place just to get some money that you're not gonna share with anybody, it's just gonna be for you and your peoples, right? I, I don't feel any obligation to support you in that case because you weren't doing anything to support society in that in that regard. You were doing it for yourself and you fail to think about, you fail to remember what is going on in that area, right? I think as long as there is no to your to kind of going against your point a little bit, if if as long as there is no escalation in a country that we have had previous issues with, I think it's okay for you to work there. But as soon as you see a little bit of escalation, you gotta you gotta skirt. As soon as Russia put troops on the on the Ukrainian border two months ago, Brittany should have headed out. My opinion. She definitely should have headed out. And I also am with you 100%. You got to know the laws of the place that you're traveling to, especially if you're going to have extended stays, um, especially as a, a person of color. Right. You better know the law. You have issues with people in your own country in America who don't know the law. And, and she's six ten. She's six. She can't lay. She can't lay low. Like they know she's six ten. So like. let's factor this in as well, though. Like a lot of Russian people didn't know this was about to happen because they controlled the media over there. So like in the case that it just didn't hit her phone. Because I really didn't know about the war until it popped off. It didn't hit her phone, bro. She got loved ones in the states who are hearing this, right? And they're I'm not saying, talking to her. Nobody. I don't think the general public knew until it was like, oh, they there already. Bro, and that's why that's why I'm against Thomas' gonna, point. Thomas' why? point is more like, if you have no... Yours is more so, if you're seeing something, act on it. Yes. Mine is more so, if you in any way anti-American or saying communism, no. Because I do not... I They do stuff like that. Hey, yo, we, we No TV coverage of nobody who hates us. America knows exactly how much hate, how much facts. We will hear shit. We we will air a national televised mm-hmm. program on the secrets of us, all the scandals and stuff that we did. We are so freedom of speech. And then you gonna go somewhere else and be because everybody is murderously threatened to not say nothing bad. You like, man, this place is the bomb. <laughs> America gotta get like this motherfucker. You crazy? That is wrong. And I'm like, and I'm like, the mindset is is so anti your own that you not even seeing like. 
any type of little bit of historical, you check, you, you just talk to people that came from these areas. They're like, nah. Like, I've never met a person who came from a different, a, a different nation who was just like, unless they were a foreign exchange student saying for a short moment they got to get back. So they're like, I don't know. They might have a wire on. Anybody I know that stays here, they are, it's, they're having a blast. It's positive. I've only seen it from native-born American. Black Americans, whites. I know I don't see it from people who come from other opportunities to come here. I think it's starting to get to the point where, like, I just believe the world go, the world goes into into like little cycles. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's a cycle. You know, like in the '60s, I think our our late tens, uh, early twenties is like a cycle where it's like anti-American. I'm like, but things are going to happen that reminds people, and it just makes people remember what it is. I think we got into a point where people believe, hey. We are beyond and so sophisticated, so educated, so well balanced that we don't need any more wars. There's no one trying to overtop America. There's no nefarious plans to, you know, it, it, to get into our, our children's minds or do anything. No one's doing that. You get all in you guys' head. Then some people like, nah, we still on that invasion shit. Like I said in the other episode, we still, there's still countries in the locker room like, nah, run that back. We want to fight. Let's go. You need way more people to be like, yeah, fuck that. My team. To, to even make your country strong. You cannot be like, hey, man, I ain't with, like, uh, I, I even got into an argument with someone. They were like, I ain't with America, bro. Like, we got over here. I ain't fighting for nobody. Like, I'm like, yo. Damn. I'm like, if somebody came here, you telling me you let the women and kids yeah. die and get raped yeah, nah. because you're unwilling to fight? You don't think it's a time to sacrifice your life? Like, it's not time to be a man and be like, if someone bombs this nation, there shouldn't be a whole bunch of men saying, ain't my problem. What the fuck you mean ain't your problem? The world does not go on unless we fight this. Like Correct. everything is done. There is no more work. We go into war. Like everybody texts, hey, hey, kiss your girl, we go into war. And that war people. is bigger than the flag and the constitution. It's about the people. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's just a connection to one it's a supreme selfishness yeah. to believe so much anti-American that you're like leaning towards people and then the world finds out they're evil. So what do I think about you? You were naive. You, it was it was a bad idea to have such faith. In places you did not even reside. Like, I, I just think so I call it switching up. at the fact that she has said anti-American, you know, things or whatever the case may be. And now she's in a country that is anti-American and now she needs help. That's what you're upset about. No. It is ironic, though. It is kind of like, You know what I'm saying? It's not something on that line on that fence, though. It is no, I'm mad, I'm mad at the idea that people think it is. Like, even, even in your energy, it suggests... So you just mad just because she in an enemy nation? Wow. <laughs> like a, a motherfucker, hey, hey, people can't just get a bag in an enemy nation. No, I'm, not <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm it's an enemy not, nation. I'm not talking like, from a money perspective. I'm talking just about the fact that. So if I, if I give you, if I say the moral implications of working in enemy areas mm-hmm. is my biggest issue. Now your reply, if you were going against that, would be. Repeat the question. The moral, the biggest issue with it is the moral, like. The moral implications of being willing to do work mm-hmm. in a place that is publicly against your home country, wherever you reside. Mm-hmm. What would be your reply? Like, what is wrong with that? Or are you saying, like, that's okay? Or why would you judge the person that yeah. does that? Why? I mean, from a journalist perspective, you got to go out there and, yes, it is making your bread, but you're also sharing a story. It's the best example. You know most jobs are not journalists. Like, that's the only one that can kind of be justified. Like, you're a cook, a cook, a trucker, a doctor for the other army. Like, these are things that are obviously, like, there's some moral implications. Like, for the other army, yes. If you're fighting for the other country, if you're a doctor in Russia, you on the other side, you helping people. Well, there's American citizens in Russia. Okay, 
my my point earlier it wasn't There's because refugees. of that. My point is just that what about the fact that she's just human? You know, at the end of the day, she was out there. You know, what I'm saying whatever she was out there for, right? She got detained. She was trying to leave, so it kind of sucks that as she was trying to leave, she got detained, and then over something very minuscule. Um, marijuana oil, and then wanted to, you know, further. Like, where's where's your your heartstrings? I I know. Also, when we talked about media, we mentioned earlier the the gay propaganda law within Russia. So now you have a whole community of people in in America who are like, oh no, like this can't go on. You see what I'm saying? Now she she really has the support of the LGBTQ plus community. Because they know that Russia is against so many things. So now, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's a little extra oomph to it that they have some more support to try and, you know, really care about her. And that's a topic that that pride trumps American Americans' pride. pride. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I, and I think, I think there's moral implications for even that decision. Like, the belief that my pride to my sexual orientation trust my pride for one's country. I'm like, I think you're making the moral error. Like, it's actually wrong to do so because when they come down here, they ain't gonna be like, wait, hold on, y'all gay? Y'all to the side. Lesbians, y'all to the side. Translates <laughs> to the side. Straight? Where's straight dudes at? Y'all getting, y'all di- No, everybody dies. Bring me Every, and then, even in regards to, to the grinder situation, I'm like, yo, yeah, you. I don't care what's going on when people are getting murdered in Ukraine, like, mm. to, to even say, but dog. They don't even like lesbians over there. It's like what? <laughs> like people are dying. Like it's it's planes outside right now. Like over a whole family, they're nervous. And there's people in America that's like, yo, the gay laws in Russia right now is out of this world, dog. Well, that's not a that's not a good. It's 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 something is corrupt in our mindset, and we we think in the wrong. Like no, war trumps everything. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not siding on the side of that either. I I really don't. I honestly don't have an opinion on this particularly. I'm gonna just keep it real with you. Like she's stuck out there. I hope she can get back. But if she doesn't, I agree. Like she's out in in an enemy country during like the worst times you could be out there. So I mean, I it doesn't faze me whether she comes back or not. I'm just thinking about from other people's perspective. Purpose perspective you know they want she's human she's gay and she's in a country where there are those you know anti-gay propaganda and you know but at the same time there is a war and whatever the case may be so do you think she should be like rethinking her feelings about america like maybe i should have robbed them a little bit i don't think no because at the end of the day it's just it that's your personal opinion like you know she she has her reasons you know like people do stupid do you have a loyalty towards america i sure don't why Cause I'm Jamaican, yeah. So how long you live in Jamaica? Not as long as I've lived in America. So you loyal to Jamaica? I'm hands down loyal to Jamaica. It's nuts. But why do you feel that way? Well, so there's a different understanding. My I can trace back my roots and understand more of my roots in Jamaica than I can here. Y'all mixed niggers. That's what you said to us just now. No. Um, I know my ancestry. I, I it do. goes back to the island. I do. But we it's don't. Farther than the island. I mean, you know, I'm able to track back my lineage, you know, from tribes in Africa and like where they're from in Africa just because of how information was, you know, translated at that time. Mm-hmm. Here in America, if I was American, I really would not be able to go past maybe what. 1900 when they started to really document us so i do have a lot of love for my country because i know more of my identity because of my country 
and within America. Granted, I live here. I'm blessed and I'm grateful that I live here. That I live here. I would never take away. There's a lot of things and opportunities that I've attained here that I would not be able to attain in Jamaica. So I'm aware of that. I'm cognizant of it. But there's an underlying internal representation that I have more aligned with Jamaica and the islands than I do with America. And your understanding and knowledge and awareness of your lineage to that country would trump your actual experience, like currently. A lot like if you were, if we went to war, no. So let you me go in Jamaica versus us. Yeah. Come on. I'm sorry. First of all, please keep, please, please keep in mind. Please keep in mind also for first gen first generation Americans, we do not have an identity of America. Please, I, if anybody else can chime in, I did not understand my placement as a Black American until college. I was going home to a very traditional Jamaican Seven Day Adventist household who my mother's mindset, and we still live with my grandmother, so my mother and my grandmother, both of their very hardcore Jamaican Sunday Adventist mindsets were still ingrained. At home, what, like when I went to school, I could see, but I could not relate. Because as soon as I was home, going home, I was in that environment. That's all that I knew. And you think at this point, you you embody the Jamaican culture more than American culture. At this point, yes, I understand it more than I can American culture, but that doesn't mean that I don't I don't appreciate or empathize or sympathize with things that black Americans go through. Cuz at the end of the day, at face value I'm still black. So I still have experienced a lot of the things that we go through here. However, my upbringing was not of that of a traditional American. You know, like we Thanksgiving is for my mom can't make mac and cheese where shit I'm sorry. Boo. She, she can't make mac and cheese. Jamaican restaurants have macaroni and cheese, though. Yeah, well, they, I don't know how, but my, yeah. listen, Thomas, what's up with all of y'all? Like, anyway, yeah, so understandably, my loyalty would be to my, my country and my islands. Um, but again, that doesn't mean I'm not like grateful and appreciative. And I, I do want to also pick your brain because you are a world traveler. And so, you know, out there, Pond Road. <laughs> out there Paul Road do you feel like you have witnessed things from different countries that you feel like this country could benefit from taking a lesson from them oh yeah pickpocketing oh yeah <laughs> more than pickpocketing first of all pickpocketing um, is the number one crime in Europe okay yeah so that's first and foremost it's, that's why they have the banners I mean have you seen a pickpocketing banner in America at the mall no, like in the UK, like there was like be careful of pickpocketing. Anyway, um, there's so much I have learned from other cultures that is is, is just beyond things I I would have been able to comprehend outside of a textbook. Mm -hmm. You know, being able to go there and seeing them and how they live, you know, physically and in the flesh is completely different. Right. So there's so much I've learned. Um, Amazon, like peanut butter, somewhere all the way up north in Alaska is like forty bucks because it's and it's still part of america right they feel so unassociated to the lower 48 as they would call it mm -hmm. because of a lot of their they're mostly used for imports they're really um exports excuse me they're really like a part of america but they're like the the secret like stepchild you know like the mm -hmm. one that they mistreat they just support yeah you know sometimes they they take so much from they you too know close to russia that was a joke. Keep going. But it, 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 it is at a point. It does. At, it is at a point. I mean, we bought it from Russia, right? So, 
Um, and then even in Egypt, when I went to Egypt, especially when I went during the pandemic, um, the first thing my bodyguard said to me when I came off the plane was, you don't need your mask. There's no COVID here. There's no COVID. So I'm looking at, and this was 2020. So like two of us were like, where? No COVID. <laughs> what? Yeah. Where? In Egypt. Like, it's no COVID. It's no COVID. I can believe that. I can believe them saying that. <laughs> and mind you, I'm coming off the plane, two masks and a face shield. And he comes up to me fresh as day you know oh no no mask no COVID here so throughout my week I did not wear a mask I was around like five it's a heavy it's a dense concentrated area that's like, a super spreader five, yes 100% <laughs> 5,000 people I could see like in one day I could count maybe 20 people I've seen with a mask on and I'm walking through the crowds I'm walking through the market what are you interpret? like how are you what are you concluding from that from that I really are understanding and our interpretation of information here in America and how we prioritize information and how we prioritize what we take from the government. Our understanding and our basis of life is much different because it was really grown and founded on this government that kind of was ha- that had to be just like created. You know, like America is like the only country that doesn't have a legacy or you know dynasties. You know you can't trace back. We got George Washington, right? Mm-hmm. And but to your point, I think to that point, America is the result of multiple dynasties overseas. Though Mm-mm. we're not the result of King George. We're not the result of Queen Elizabeth. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like I, but- so, we pull we pulled our ideas from other dynasties and other other uh other governments right and that's why currently we are a melting pot that's why currently we don't really have a sense of identity so what should we do i mean there's not much we we can do we have created this this constructed identity and you know this falls into the social stigmas that we mentioned earlier things that we care about we have constructed this on our, on our own wherein Countries around the world do not care about a lot of the shit that we care about. Like, be specific. What country doesn't care about what? Japan. Let's talk about Japan. People in Japan are, like, very kind. I would not have been pickpocketed in Japan. So they're less greedy. They're, I would say that they're less is. greedy. There's, there's a different moral compass in Japan. Not saying that there's not crime, you know, whatever the case may be. But my, my cousin, he's a pilot, and he also lived in Japan for a little while. And he was explaining to me that if you left your laptop on a, on a, on a train, right, you could go back on that train the next day and the laptop is still going to be in the same place. That's not something we're going to experience here. So what I'm hearing from that is like care for strangers or care for the care for the unknown, right? Being able to be kind or have some sort of empathy for things that you don't know about. Yeah. So their religious understanding had shaped a lot of that, you know, right. um, when we talk about a lot of Asian cultures in general, um, Buddhism, Taoism, um, Hindu and Hinduism, Shintoism, all of that, their foundation is off of humanity and humanitarianism. So you have seen that be a constant construct within their present day society. We didn't have that. We built this country upon greed, upon God, gold and glory. Yeah. You know, like shit that, you know, had no business knowing about or should have gone. So, of course, now our current social constructs are surrounded about uh, these same things. And that's where we come in. That's where Perspective Junkies has to throw out the hammer. Captain America got something to say. (laughs) That's where where Cody Sweat's got to throw out the hammer and say, here's what we need to do, guys. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't say we... uh, I wouldn't put uh, Japanese cultures and be like, oh, man. 
a beacon of uh, human excellence and we're just greedy. <laughs> no, greedy that wasn't the question. The question was, what can you pull from other countries right. so that's that America could benefit We can from. build upon our... I think that the idea, of the idea that I think a lot of Eastern cultures and religions have is like family pride or respect or like not just an individual mindset. I think a lot of times... Americans, they are mixing American ideas with Eastern cultures and then saying like, oh, it's all them. So it's like a selfishness that is innately American while also praising cultures that are like all for family, all for other stuff. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they are not as individualistic as we are, but it's like we get the freedoms of individualism, then get to go places that are not, they don't have the choice to do it. But then they develop a it's school benefits of it, and then we say, "Oh, they're the you know what I'm saying." They, I'm like, we could have we could we could have that mindset if we a uh, were a little bit more religious. Some areas are just simply more they're more dogmatic than us. You get what I'm saying? If you have a mixture of, of religions, you have a religious freedom, and you have so many people openly critiquing or questioning it, then you're going to automatically have a differing a differing amount of views than others. You know what I'm saying? In other areas, I think. Their racial group is monogamous, damn near. So it's like if we were to go and take all of you know any racial group and just put them in a state by themselves, that group might do better, might fend well. Like we had all the African Americans of the whole country, and we were in one state, one area, with similar cultural views, similar different bounces, different music. Our rules and everything might be tailored to our group, and we might see like, man, we love our government. Like, yeah, I think you do because. You're factoring the opinions, the ideas, the desires of one group, likely a similar amount of religious ideas, a similar amount of moral, uh, you know, values. So I think there a lot of people don't face the challenge we do and they still don't necessarily exceed our standards of excellence, in my opinion. Like I'm like, I'm like to what well, we have to factor That's in. That's American propaganda, though. Yeah, and we can say and that. That's my yeah. point. Are we doing anything to kind of like disassociate? Well, we can say this one thing. Do we believe in this propaganda that? More people want to come in our country than anybody else's country. Do we believe that's a lie? I mean, yeah, because the media is a lie. If we're putting out there, America's the best. So, what do you think oh, is the number one country? What do you think is the number one country people want to get to? America. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it's um somewhere in Europe, but it's not America. What? what where in Europe? Out of the mm. the billion population in the world, the number one place they want to get to is a Germany. Mm-mm. Come on, Cody. <laughs> it's UK. Prob- it's probably UK. Number one place in the nation. You you believe? Yeah, I believe so. No, Who has like their phone? Though. Check that. Check that. I'm, I want to see. I want to draw that. What's the, what's the exactly question? Do you want me to ask? The number Say, one. What, what country do people immigrate to or desire to immigrate to the most? The most desired place to live. I, yeah. I, I feel the type of way that you feel like that this is just like some grand place though. Cause it's. I think it's the facade that it's a grand place, which makes it, it a grand is. place. Yeah, right, 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 right. yeah everybody's lying. No, Nobody wants to be here. Come here <laughs> America. Opportunity. Yeah, that's understandable. But when we think of well, when a lot of places think of opportunity, they think about. I listen. I know somebody in South Africa said right. to me, Wait, verbatim, finish it, finish it. verbatim, um, "Hey, you want to come to? I would not come to America. I don't want to come to America. So where would you go first? I would go to somewhere in the UK. I would go to somewhere in Europe." 
Ninety nine want to go to America. And you think that's reflective of the majority of the that, world population? That's region based because I think Africa do like they think of schooling as like let me go to this Europe and then come back down. Like I think that's a, a natural. It's going to be regional, regionally based because also think of Asia and their perspective, their their access to being able to go to um, that, Europe. Did you research this? No. So it says, the, um, according to the data published by the United Nations, the U.S. takes the first spot for being the most popular destination for immigrants, followed by Germany in second place <laughs> and Saudi Arabia in third. Saudi Arabia? I think it's obvious. I just think we fight it so much. Like, I don't think so. I think... And it, I think we should review other sources. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's real. I want to make it very clear. From the researcher's perspective, you can't just go off of the very first article that pops up off of Google. Facts, facts. Um... I would like to take time to look into that. I saw one that said... And I'm not saying that U.S. isn't, like, top three. You know, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. But you're suggesting it. Your energy I'm is kind of anti-like. you like, we... I'm yeah. suggesting it's not number one. But I'm not saying it's not, no, it's not number two. Top five and not five. Okay. Yeah. There we go. But that still not make us, like, some shining thing to be kind of proud of if you're number two? I don't care. No. This place, <laughs> this place is so corrupt. I do not. I just live here. See, that, and that's what I'm saying. You have to be transparent. Like, with even power with, comes corruption. You can even say you power can comes, say it's corrupt. With power comes corruption. Yeah. And I want to say, no offense to your to your country, right? But it's a small nation. Okay. Doesn't, do you have an army? Yeah, we do. Would you say Jamaica is a beacon of non-corruption? No. Okay, and? We're making that face if you guys can't hear us. We're <laughs> making that face like, ah. Like, okay. give it to us, like, yeah. Can you, let me, again, again, America has no sense of identity. I can, I cannot physically identify. Y'all don't know I, you don't. I, I think our identity is just the winners. I don't, I cannot associate myself. I don't have the identity. I don't have the ability. I just don't personally. I'm not, if I were American born, I probably would be having a different conversation, but not American born. If I was a um, if I was not a firstborn American, no, yeah, if I were Amer- if I didn't come from immigrants, excuse me, if I was not the child of immigrants, I think I would have a different understanding. But because I'm the daughter of immigrants, I don't see it that way. My history is so much farther than America. If it wasn't for my mom and my dad, I would not know this country. It'd be different if I knew my this country because of like. My, my grandma, my great grandma. So I've been, you know, there's some foundation here in the States that is fresh in Jamaica. Ray, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying the obvious would be that you're, you still like this. You have to be yeah, currently I mean, rocking out. Yeah. And I said that. And I also want to ask, like, how are you ushering in, you know, your next generation? Are you going to be still doing that from a standpoint of like, we Jamaican? over everything or are you going to be giving them like you are actually American born so I want you to thank you for asking that yeah Yeah, no um I have I am becoming more Americanized every day Mm -hmm. um and I had to because I do personally believe a lot of the beliefs that my mother and my what I grew up in is outdated Mm -hmm. and I do think that there is um so much more that a lot of countries outside of America, they're they're still, you know, trying to get there. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of appreciate my roots, but also understand where I am now and mm-hmm. how to kind of capitalize off of where I am now. My children have to be very acclimated mm-hmm. to America. I want them to fit in because I didn't get to fit in. I, you know what I'm saying? So I want mm-hmm. them to fit in, but I never want them to forget where they come from. That's all I'm saying. 
Okay. Yeah. So you feel like there's a healthy balance of... There can be. Yeah. I just want to say, also, Ray, I didn't think you fit out because of your Jamaican heritage in middle school and high school. I didn't think, oh, man, she's standing out. You know, like, I, I thought you fit right. Like, I, Let me challenge that. I would challenge that. Like, Nobody was like, man, it's Jamaican, girl. Like, would be surprised. A lot of just the way I the way I was growing up was directly linked to my environment. I promise you not. I scouts on it. I promise you not. But I think what Cody's saying is that people didn't realize that it was your Jamaican background and heritage that uh, allowed you to be seen that way. And that's fair for you guys not to realize right, it, but right. I had to internalize it. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that had to heal and grow from it. You see fair. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that's from just your perspective. There are other people out there who, who could see the complete opposite like now. No, I knew her from what she was, whatever the case may be. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So, underlyingly, I had to come to the terms of a lot of how I grew up because of my environment shaped a lot of the ways that I acted when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I don't remember you speaking Patois in school, though. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. And you when you, so, when you came to elementary, was that straight from Jamaica or was that? She was born here in New York. I was born in New York. Okay. And then I spent some time going back and forth in Jamaica. And okay. then we had to move to Georgia. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And New York is definitely more melting pot than any other city, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like, in the country. So that could play a part as well. Um, I think we need to bring siestas. I really like the idea. I think the world would be a better place if we brought siestas to America. But that's that's a more simple, less complex thing. That I like. What is What is it? It's pretty much a, a Spanish cultural thing where... They take a nap, like they shut the city down and go go home for like a certain time during the day. Like everybody, everything's closed. Most people are napping or they're just in the crib. Um, and then they go back out and finish the rest of the day. And I think the world would be happier. It's a legit moment of rest. I feel like it's kind of based off of, you know, the Muslim practice where you pray five times a day, like you pause everything and pray. Mm-hmm. That's something to regenerate your mental, right? Yeah. Um, and Mexico is doing that, but just from a, a government perspective, I think it'd be cool too. But America's too about the hustle and bustle and the bread to, to oh, show. Y'all really napping on y'all siesta? Yeah, y'all really napping? No, honestly, I think it'd be unfeasible. Just infeasible. Like I couldn't even imagine. Like you couldn't do no type of sporting events, no type of like schedule. Like they make it work. It, they, I don't. They they're doing something. I don't know if they're making it work, but you know, it'll be like a soccer game. Like so, when I was in Spain, like. The soccer game was going on during the siesta, so everybody was in the grill watching the soccer game and kind of dedicated to it. But it, the city gets shut down at this certain time. Right? Every day? Yeah. And what's the time period? It's like kind of like lunch. It's kind of fire. Um, so to your point, you mentioned of like praying five times a day in like Islamic states. So Egypt does this as well. Mm-hmm. And the whole place is it's ringing of prayers. The whole place. Mm-hmm. You could be miles away and you just hear the city ringing up of prayers and there's a bell ringing and everything. Yeah. And then when it's done, it's just back to normal honking and bustles and everything, you know. Right. And um, it's, it's astounding. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, Shall we strive towards that? I mean, like how you mentioned, it's easy to get one culture on one accord, but it's going to be like, I don't really do that praying, you know, then it's going to, I don't really do that. that red shit, yeah. Right. It's always going to be like, we are a nation of revolt. And so yes. it's, it's kind of hard to ever see how we'll dial it in to be on one page unless we have a common enemy. Damn, that's well said right there. We are a nation of revolt. And unless we have a common enemy, we're never going to be on the same page. 
So we need another war. It's like Russia. You gotta bring the heat. Anytime the heat up. Russia wasn't enough. I need some more closure. If we was going against China, though, I think we would be rocking out. Like, if it was Russia and China versus us or something. Oh, yeah. It would be lit. Oh, yeah. NATO would go crazy. Right, right, right. NATO would go crazy. But. I think that was it. Yeah, I think we rocked it up. We're going to call it on that one. I think that was a good one, yo. That was, a, that was a great episode. We appreciate you coming on, you. providing your perspective. Very unique, and you know you have some good things to say. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. I right. enjoyed it. Definitely appreciate it. And make sure everybody follow us on P Junkies Podcast, sure. on TikTok, Instagram, Junkies. YouTube, and Twitter. Appreciate everybody who's been leaving comments. Make sure you comment on the page, comment in our discussion posts. Uh, go ahead and share it to a friend. Keep on spreading it. We definitely been getting a lot of positive reviews as of late, so we definitely want to always give a heartfelt message about our appreciation of people just tuning in and, and getting our perspective share us your perspective anybody want to be a guest make sure you uh tap in with thomas kind of our screen guy you know he sees who, who's coming did, in so did yeah. you want to repeat that thing we did last time or you like what was your perspective of the week or something like that perspective of the week okay yeah. uh yeah do y'all want to go your perspective of the week no you started give me the example what's your perspective of the week um, for me, it was uh, wait, definitely. Not- I know. Like, wait. All right, I was about to get on that. Yeah. What? All right. Oh, we didn't start that. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing here? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Congrats to that boy C Swank. He's yeah. a high value man. High value woman. And he tied the knot. So let's talk about it. Yeah, setting the tone for everybody in his friend group. Setting right. the tone for everybody in his circle. He's not all talk. He's not. Nah, yeah, you know, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really got this. Right. No, uh, I think for me, it was definitely fun to have that commitment to, to take that next step. But I think the way that I felt as I did it, just kind of reaffirmed some beliefs I already had, which is that, you know, the joining a family or unifying the, of, of two families is important or, you know, cultivating that is important. And having a bond, like, you know, we had a little surprise gathering. Many friends came. Even when I posted, there was a lot of love and outreach. And I think it's a testament to how the relationship was presented and how it's been, like, I guess, progressed. Because I know if it's not uh, presented a certain type of way, if you don't put a certain type of effort into it, it won't be perceived as people as a good decision. It'll be like, uh, like you know what I'm saying? Hey, okay, well, you know, it, it'll be perceived as what I think this is. I When I said it, it was overwhelmingly positive, you know, so for my friends and family, you know, people I haven't spoken to in a long time. And I'm like, wow, like that's a, it's just a sign that we did something right. You know what I'm saying? Like what, however I executed it, however I was going about it is, was right. And I think it's truly ordained by God. You know, I feel like I've had a religious burst of recent, you know, recently. So I'm thankful. I'm very happy and excited to, you know, start that chapter. I appreciate it, y'all, y'all guys for coming to my uh, proposal yeah. for sure. Amen. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll say, you know, on top of witnessing that perspective of seeing, uh, you know, seeing Cody from sixth grade to now is kind of like, you know, it's, that's something you don't always get to witness, yeah. you know, so I'm thankful for that. But, you know, my perspective of the week also is I always kind of channel it back to what I've been telling my students of the week. So, uh, you know, I've been trying to motivate a couple of my students who are about to take the SAT. And so I want to stress to them that believing in yourself is half the battle, like when you're going into something big. And so if you don't believe in yourself, you're more likely to get stuff wrong off the top. So I think that can be applied with anything that you do that's, you know, is a risk or something that you're going for. Believing in yourself is half the battle. So having that already, you'll do better than a lot of people. I like that. I like that. That's crazy. Mine is actually very similar. 
um, like you like you said, believing in yourself, knowing yourself, um, more so knowing what you're willing to tolerate. Um, and that that's in relationships, work, life, uh, circumstances, what's a repetitive thing going on in your life that you can change. Are you willing to tolerate that? And if not, how are you going to go about changing that? Um, really being able to hone into what you want in life and knowing yourself and believing that you can attain those things are going to drive other factors that will eliminate what you don't want to tolerate. Amen. So I think it's first and foremost important to really come to terms with who you are and what you're able to do and what you're not able to do and how you can maneuver life that way. Amen. I like that. My, yeah, my perspective of the week is around leadership. I've really been challenged this week in my leadership, not only at work, but also in my extracurricular work with the Tulsa Initiative, right? Um, and one thing that I really learned this week and one thing that I really had to hold true to is as a leader, um, sometimes you're going to have to let people go so that they can thrive more. No matter how much you want to keep somebody around because they do good work or because they help you in your space, right? They have to, you have, as a leader, you have to let other people succeed. And sometimes they can't succeed if you're with them. Um, and I think a lot of times we have to, we can use that in our relationships as well with people. Like you have to give people the room to grow. Um, uh, even though they can grow with you, right? Um, when you let a butterfly out of its cocoon, that's when it really starts to, to blossom, you know? So you wow. gotta, yeah, gotta be able to let go, man, as leaders. Damn, y'all did good. Run home with that one. I'm like, you guys went back to back to back. I'm like, those are pretty eloquent speeches you have here. Right? I'm like, pretty impressive. That's a good one. But yeah, we out. P Junkies. Free written grinder till she free. <laughs>